0: I think we're going to do a job on them. And you stop, I would
1: say 15 to 20. No, 15-ish, but like a solid back-in-your-box type moment.
0: Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.
1: Nardine Chowdhury, good morning. Hiya, how's it going? Very good and welcome back to the show. Been a really uneventful week since we chatted last? I know, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a pity United didn't play on the weekend.
0: So we had a long break for the, for the, for the Europa League game. So,
1: yeah. In the, uh, just on the basis of last night and coupled with uh, non-events last weekend, um, in the Ten Hag story, did it feel last night like an important win? Doesn't obviously, I mean, it doesn't wipe out what happened on Sunday, but does it nudge things back on track a little bit? Um, yeah, I think I
0: think it does. I think it, I, the whole the whole thing about whether whether the weekend result was a freak result, it depends on both clubs, both the clubs. So like, if uh, if it affects your team, then it is a it's not a freak result, freak result. If uh, if they recover well, then it's uh, then it's um, just a blip. So um, yeah, it was. I mean, like when I say blip, I mean like a terrible nightmarish blip that'll that'll haunt us for years. But yeah. It's uh, as long as long as, it, as long as it's just a one
1: off, that'll be that'll be all right. For like for all the good work that's gone on, and like pre last Sunday, obviously there was so much positivity about United. There was a lot of conversation about you know how many goals are they going to beat Liverpool by. But for all the good work that's been there, is it a fragile progress that that's there, um, and that Sunday sort of planted seeds of doubt about, or is there still like a really firm belief that this Ten Hag thing is going to end in the most positive fashion?
0: I think it's both. I think uh, I think um Ten Hag is obviously uh an incredible manager and you can we can already see that. Uh but I think any time any team improves radically over a short amount of time, um it's 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 great. It's great if that happens, but you've always got to think like it is by nature fragile. So uh the quicker it happens, the more likely it is that one or two things going wrong could could make it sort of crumble a little bit, and and I think that I think the worst thing about um, the Liverpool game was just uh, how fragile, like the the mentality seemed, just in terms of uh, you go four nil, you go five nil, and then like just giving up and just being petulant and bratty and. And yeah, so, so that was the most disappointing thing because, because like you want to see just a little bit of composure and professionalism. So yeah, the, the, the game last night, although it's, it wasn't the biggest game in the world. And, uh, and even though the scoreline looked really good, it wasn't the most amazing performance in the world. Like it was, it was really important just to get, just to get that feeling out of your body and just, uh, and just start. Like looking forward, and and again from from United fans' point points of view, it's that thing of like just feeling good about your team again. So yeah, when you mentioned the word petulant there, I think a lot of
2: people would immediately have thought of Bruno Fernandes and us. and and look, he played well last night, scored his goal, was involved in a lot of the good things that United did. But last weekend, I mean, his attitude is called into question to say the least. Even last night, Paul's gold saying he still doesn't believe he's he's the captain material. that You need someone else with a a different kind of personality and character. What do you make of the whole? Bruno
0: as captain, discussion
2: that's been had this week.
0: I mean, in, in in one sense, I'd probably agree that like he's a he's a valuable player because because he, he think the thing is he always impacts games. You get you see players go missing sometimes. Uh, usually, quite often it's because they they're afraid of the pressure and and they're afraid of the ball, especially at a team like United. So they won't impact the game. Like he always does. He always makes things happen. He always impacts the game, and he always um, pops up with with sort of important moments, but. Um, I would. I mean, first of all, I wouldn't say he's he's got naturally got like the like a captain's authority or sort of like the kind of way you'd want your team to be represented. But like, uh, like, but like the other thing is like, what do captains matter in football? It's not like other sports like cricket or or, or, or rugby, or whatever, where like it's fundamental and like and like uh, they they're sort of like really setting out the tactics on the pitch, like in football a captain is just like it's 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 kind of irrelevant because uh players are just going to look up to the players that they want to look up to and naturally look up to anyway and and a captain is just the person who sort of ha- like tosses the coin at the beginning so i don't think i've never i've never understood why people give that much of a
1: like care that much about who is captain because it's not it's not important in football it's that's a really interesting point because we've spent a lot of the week with various people and I would definitely have certainly have been, and I'm challenged now by what you're saying, but I would definitely have been of the view that you're looking at uh, Bruno Fernandez as captain in that game and watching his actions with, um, you know, like I was, there was a chat about was he trying to get subbed off or whatever, which was clearly not the case, but, um, you know, his more petulant behaviour or the lack of leadership almost and thinking, well, if that's what he's about, uh, surely then it's okay for me to be sort of giving half, um, half an effort here. But your view would be that that's... Obviously, obviously, that's on the players. If they're uh, taking their lead from him and deciding that they can make a half an effort, I mean, I guess that's on them. But your, um, your view is very counter to the traditional view of a captain.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's very sport-specific. So, like, in some, in some sports, like the captain's vital um and i suppose i suppose in football the only sort of practical way in which a captain is uh, is important be- is, is is he's the one who's able to speak to the referee um he's the one that's allowed to harangue the referee and maybe in that sense uh like ten hag's been a bit canny because like if you want one player to be constantly in the air of the referee and pester him and, and be able to get away with it like it's probably bruno so uh yeah uh but the thing the thing is like the, the, this plays like 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 um casemiro who i mean the players will respect him just as much if he's captain or not so so yeah i just think the armband is mostly like unimportant and a bit irrelevant it's it's a little bit like i, I don't really care about like as, as united band, i don't really care about the number 7 shirt i think that's a that's very much like a modern almost branding thing rather than anything that was real because like people talk about Brian Robson and stuff, but like in those days, everyone was swapping jerseys anyway. Everyone was swapping numbers anyway. So like no one had a set number. So yeah, it's a, it's, it's one of those things that I don't think is, is that important. It's, it's just, it's just funny what like before when you were talking about John O'Shea and stuff, uh, I, I was thinking of Bruno, but then I misunderstood. I misheard when he, and it, you actually meant cult hero. <laughs> so
1: you, so uh, it's a fair you, got, point. you gotta See, so you gotta get your coffee in early in the morning <laughs> that's that's really important. But certain certain words. <laughs> See, the, the the thing. I guess
2: the thing, though, is I, I'm thinking is like the, the yeah the armband is probably symbolic in many ways. Like someone like Roy Keane doesn't need an armband to be a leader. Yeah. You know, Steve Bruce probably didn't need an armband to be a leader. But maybe and when I'm thinking about it now, maybe Bruno Fernandez is the type of Player who who does need the armband to kind of rise to the to the leadership role a little bit.
0: Yeah, but I mean the flip side of that is that sometimes, and again, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying this is the case with Bruno, but like some some players sort of go a little bit over the top when they've got like extra responsibility. Like they try a bit too hard, mm. and they try and affect the game too much, and 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 that's when you get like uh, like sending off, sendings off, and like stuff like that, where like they, they they're almost uh, not playing the natural game.
1: Mm. Yeah, he might have been lucky to have stayed on the pitch. In fact, last night, um, when you saw the starting eleven, were you thinking, oh, masterclass from Ten Hag here! What an absolute genius this guy is!" What was your initial reaction when he went with the same team?
0: Yeah, no, I thought it was good. I thought I thought it was like, yeah, go, go out and uh, sort out your mess, like like no one's coming up here, and and also like the thing is, the squad is is pretty small in terms of those those players that he, he trusts. So it would have been a bit weird if he'd, if he'd made like two or three changes after 7-0, it would have been a little bit weird because because it would almost be perceived as those players that he took out are to blame for the 7-0. So I think, I think it was quite canny in that respect in that like if he doesn't drop anyone, then everyone's to blame. Whereas if, if like, for instance, he dropped Bruno and Anthony and various other people, then like suddenly everyone will be saying, oh, he, he thinks that they're the problem. He thinks they're the reason why they are seven 0 So yeah, I think it, I, I think it made sense. And, and, and like I said, it was a it was a it was a it was a good performance. I, I, I do think I do think the other sort of score in the end was a bit flattering. But uh, but yeah, like uh, Anthony scored his normal goal that he always scores, <laughs> uh, which uh, and, and again like he's such a funny one. Like in terms of. <laughs> Like the amount of United players who will be like moaning and flagging him off but then, he, then he'll score his goal. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just goal. It, and, and like
1: his same goal that he always scores. Yeah. Um, you mentioned about like I, I totally agree with that point about if he makes changes people are pointing the finger at that. That said at half time last night or when the second half got underway I was like ah Delaw is the guy that he's this is the one this is the guy who he's blaming for this stuff. Uh, it seems like a long road back for him now or is that overstating it? Um.
0: I think I think the thing with Delo is that like uh, he is that like beginning of the season he was really really good in terms of I've I've never massively rated him just because I think he's a bit of a well I've always perceived him as a bit of a nothing player um, uh, and uh, he just kind of does a job and but like that's it like uh, he's he's like a six or seven out of ten like you, you don't notice him which isn't a good thing for a fullback like especially in the modern game. But um, he 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 started the season really really well to the extent that like uh, he was linked to like Barcelona and Real Madrid and, and teams like that. Um, but um, he's he's totally gone back to type really um, after the World Cup. And I mean in fairness, like like uh, was a bit of a game changer for me. I think I think he's been a bit of a revelation since because everyone just assumed that like he's off and he and he might still be off, but. Um, it's that thing of like he he added a bit of oomph and dynamism to the team um, last night, and and he's and he's done it in a few games before where he just um, he just adds adds an energy and he just impacts the game and and the thing the thing with Juan bissaka is that like I think he's I think his um, ability to go forward is a little bit uh, over like uh, a big things made out, of, out about the fact that he, he can't go forward or, or he can't sort of uh, add anything to the to, to the to the team going forward which I don't. I think that's a bit overstated. I, my biggest issue with Wan-Bissaka is everyone goes on about he's a great defender, he's a great one-on-one defender. Mm. But my, but like his positioning is some, sometimes his cack. Like he, he'll, the amount of times a cross will come in from the other side and he's just not defend He's not. He's not. He's not marking his man on on his post. So I think that's the issue with uh, Wan-Bissaka But like last night, I think he was amazing. He might have been like the the biggest difference in the second half. Uh, that Veghorst came up and we were talking about cult heroes earlier on. Be very
2: careful when I use that word. Um, <laughs> he like the emotion from from Weghorst when he scored the goal. Clearly, it meant it meant so much to him. You can't help but feel like it's definitely a short term solution to a long term problem for United. Wh- who do you hope to see brought in? Uh, Naza as, as that as that proper striker. As that as that number nine, like Harry Kane and, and Victor Osiman from from Napoli,
0: probably being the two that, that are most heavily linked. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it, it, so much of it depends on. Um on sort of like the funds that are available. Uh, and and also like, I don't quite uh, get the whole financial um, fair play situation now, because um, that seems to have a, a major impact on, on who can spend what. But um, I, 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 everything I've seen of Ossiman, I love, I just think he's a great, great player. Like it, it's, it's funny you talk about cult heroes and one player that I always loved at United um and he never quite, he never quite happened for him properly because of injury. Was Louis Saha? Mm. I just thought, he, I just thought he was an incredible player, like mm. so underrated. If if he'd have stayed injury free, like in a lot of ways, he was not only was he the complete centre forward, but like the complete modern centre forward. Like he's he was almost ahead of his time. Um, I, I I honestly think he's he's that good that. And again, I'm not saying he's he's as good as these two players, but he was almost a combination of Dwight York and and Cole, in yeah. that he had the incredibly sharp finishing, but he had all the build-up play as well. He 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 could dribble the ball, he could get involved uh, in other parts of the game, and like Osamend just seems like um like a like a like a a next level Lewis Hines in terms of he's that kind of player. But even more so um and again, like you've always got to be slightly careful of players who are having like a massive purple patch because you don't know if they're just having like an amazing uh season or whatever but um the thing with Osimhen is that like he's his overall game is so good um and you can kind of you can see you can immediately see if he was in a in a ten Hag team how he would have the time of his life um and be given full reign to do what he wants to do and and again like it's that thing of like like Harry Kane's an incredible, incredible footballer, and he'd be probably more of a, a dead cert sort of like guarantee of getting goals and, and doing well in, 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 especially in the league in, in English in English football. But like Osimhen is like the player who there's a bit more fantasy about him, there's a bit more exciting, excitement about him that he could be like a player that that goes on to the next level at the club. Um, and yeah, it's it, it, the thought of the thought of an informed Rashford and Osimhen together. Like no one would would want to play against that in any league, like you know, like whether it's Champions League
1: or, or the Premier League, no one would would would, would want to face them two together. Mm. Yeah, it would be interesting to how it pans out. Obviously, the younger player and Harry Kane is just mm. like part of his reason, possibly for going to United, is that he's just not happy with his current partner. It's just not, you know, it's you, not me. And uh, I've been given the side eye from this other club over here, and uh, and it may end may end up, of course, being that way. What, by the way, just when we touch on the cult hero, what's your, how would you describe what a the factors that go into um, describing what a cult hero should be. Um, I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't think it's an exact
0: science, but I think it's generally when a player means more to you as a as a fan of the club than it would naturally mean to the rest of football. Uh, and, and also, it's a funny one because cause I suppose I suppose it's a ratio of how good the player is with how much you love them for other reasons. So. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like like Diego Forlan, like uh, he was he was a level player who wasn't quite good enough for United, or he didn't quite work at United uh, when he was there. He, he ended up being an incredible player at other teams, but the, the amount of the amount of hard work he put in, the amount of sort of like effort he put in, mm. the amount, the way that the fans were rooting rooting for him, and I think I think it's funny you, you, you mentioned uh, um Weghorst. like people are happy for him like a great moment last night but i don't think the fans have taken him to the hearts as much as um Fallon. and i think part of that can be vulnerability like i, I don't think i don't think veghorst uh, has got a natural sort of like uh, aura of uh, vulnerability like he he looks like a, Ho- a hollywood like bullet in a film <laughs> whereas where like Borland you could see that he's really struggling um, he's uh he needs the fans to be on his back uh, not on his back in a bad way but like in support of him and when he scored it was it was it was such a massive thing and again like a cool hero needs a big game and like Borland scoring twice gets Liverpool mm. like cemented that And that again, like, the, there's, well. there's, there's, there's other there's other like there's, there's, there's players that so outside of um, teams he's played for like how much do people rate Joe do- Joe Jordan? And yet, like he's far- he's way before my time. But I I know he's a cult hero. Like um uh Les sealer like he was my era. Like mm. outside of outside of United fans, like if you talk to Spurs fans or or West Ham well, West Ham's a bad example because he played for them. But like uh but like Portsmouth or whatever, like they'd be like, Okay, Les, Les sealer played for Luton and he played for Manchester United and played for other teams, but yeah, okay, whatever. But like for but Manchester United fans, he is such a cult hero because he had these big moments. He had these big cup finals. He had that that famous cup final when he refused to come off the pitch, but when he had his leg bandaged and he was basically playing playing one, with one and a half uh, legs. Um, so it's that kind of thing that sort of makes you a cult hero. And I think I think the I think John O'Shea is a funny one because um, he. The, if if you take John O'Shea and you take uh, Darren Fletcher, both similar in a way. Um, in that they were utility players who were really useful to, for the team and always did a job, but like Darren Fletcher, like there wasn't really anything to hang your coat on in terms of his personality or like anything to to really massively love. Whereas I don't know what it is, but with John O'Shea, that there is something that is. Uh, they just fundamentally look like he's lovable, and I don't know why. And the, the and, and the goal against Liverpool
1: would help. <laughs> yeah, of
0: course, yeah. But 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 again, it's it's that thing of like like uh, it's a trier, Like people love a trier. People love for someone who really cares. Yeah. And yeah. And, and 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 it's uh, and uh, and John O'Shea like again like he's so, sometimes it's big, it, sometimes it's just your face. Like he's like, like John O'Shea just got a kindly face. He's he's a, he's a big he's a big he's a big Hulk of a man. But like. He he's got a kindly face. Like, it's not, sometimes it can it can be it can be as arbitrary as that. But um, but yeah, like it's 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 also things can happen in retrospect as well. Because like you talk about Antony, and then like these days everyone's comparing him to like Nani, uh, saying uh, oh the thing with Nani is that like uh, uh, if uh, if Anthony was half as good as Nani, then like we'd be happier. Like why can't he be more like Nani? Like but like you go back to that time, he did everyone's head in. Like everyone would always be slugging him off. Everyone would be saying how frustrating it he was. But like in retrospect, now people people love him. The same people who were slugging him off. So yeah, I think uh, I think with uh, Anthony, like he's he needs to sort of like uh, prove uh, he Anthony either needs to he needs to show more of his game in terms of like he, there's, there's been one or two moments where he's shown like with a quick passing and one-twos one, one and like breaking through. Like he's he's more of a player than just that shot. So he he either needs to show he needs to extend like expand his repertoire and show he's more of a player. Or he just needs to become really, really good at that one thing. And like 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 Arjun Robin, like like he was really good at that one thing, but that one thing was so so good. It's like um it's like it's like Christopher Walken or like Jennifer Coolidge. Like they in everything that they act in, they they are playing themselves, but they do it so well that it's it's fine. Whereas like Jason you know what Anthony to become like Jason, Jason Statham it's <laughs> Statham who who essentially does play himself in, in every film but is that is that a good thing so uh, yeah
1: he gets typecast uh, on that note and for the weekend that's in it we have had a comment in here from Bobby Dwyer who's a noted Spurs fan who uh, is in contact with the show on a fairly regular basis saying uh, in the tone of Will Smith keep Harry Kane's name out your mouth that's the uh, <laughs> that's the word the word <laughs> from there um, in July United we mentioned it uh, last week In your we were on with us, it's out now yeah, well, well, it's 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 officially out
0: next month, sixteenth March. Next month. Yeah, so uh, my so get 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 your get your pre-orders in. Um, like the, the one the one thing I'll say is that like, uh, do, do you know there's the, the whole thing of like what people do where like uh, they're like I can't be racist because like I've got a, I've got a, a black best friend or I've got an Asian best friend. What I'm what I'm saying here now is I'm allowing you to have my book on your on your bookshelf. So anytime anyone says you're racist, or kind of public, <laughs> just just points the book, like I'm, uh, that's, I'm letting you have that as a, as a get out of jail card. You, yeah. You've just increased orders like uh, through, the, <laughs> through the roof with that. What's it about? I mean, it's, it's essentially about me growing up in the late eighties and early 90, well, late eighties and the whole of nineties really. Um, just as a just as the son of a, of an immigrant pakistani family um and just finding my way and sort of like finding my passions growing up and that was like music it was like culture it was it was and, and obviously a big thing was football and and it's about how i how i sort of like ended up supporting united how important they they were to me growing up how as as like a, like a little brown kid, as a Muslim kid, like you desperate, oh, I think everyone, like, like when you're going through your teenage years, you desperately want acceptance and you desperately, desperately want to belong to something. Um, and obviously we all know that football is, is amazing for that. Um, you can go anywhere, um, in the world. And if you were in a football kit or you mention a footballer, or you, or even if you mention you from Manchester straight away, like it's a conversation, people sort of like, uh, can latch onto that. And, uh, it's just about how growing up um, like that meant so much to me and and, and how like, it, like people look at people. I think people think about being Muslim or being Asian or being whatever and football is separate things. I don't like for me, it was all connected um, and yeah. And it's a, uh, it's also about like if I the, the funny thing is that that it's a, it's almost like an accent of birth that I was born in Manchester and had all these passions and got into Manchester music and Manchester culture and, and and obviously United like my my family could easily have moved to Liverpool or or somewhere in London and then I'd I'd have all sorts of different sort of cultural influences so yeah it's a it's a bit of all that and, 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 and hopefully it's a. It's fun and, and, and sort of like uh, humorous as, as well as sort of like touching on on those more serious points. And, and I think your, your take on,
2: on Maggie Thatcher and Oz might, might strike a familiar chord with some Irish, Irish readers as well. Possibly, oh, she, so.
0: I mean, she was a massive cult. <laughs> oh, <that's
1: right. laughs> uh, a, a, a excellent no to leave it on yeah. plus uh everything you've said there has uh, kicked off a million um <laughs> questions in my head previously so uh, rather than squeeze that into 30 seconds now uh, let's get a copy of the book and let's back uh, get you back on over the next few weeks and have a chat about it brilliant thanks million naz all right see you later as Nas. Uh, at bearded genius on uh uh, Twitter, if you want to go and check him out, and he is absolutely well worth a follow. And that will be a book uh, that I'll be reading. I uh, did enjoy his explanation of why you should get it on your shelf, and uh, for that reason alone, I'm sure it'll sell, uh, it'll sell well.
0: OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.